Hello there. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Uh, this is Ashton Immel here with Financial Abundance, uh, one of the registered investment advisor representatives here uh, with Financial Abundance, a fee-only investment advisory firm. And today I'm just going to go over a quick uh, generic uh, market update for the start of this month of May. And then also I'm going to go uh, over uh, just a little bit about student loans. Um, so I'm going to be trying to focus on my series uh, a little bit of uh, topics that have to do with more the millennials and just a couple uh, tips and a couple nuggets that hopefully you uh, pick up here over the podcast series. And again, so my name is Ash Nimmel, and I'm just going to go over quickly the market update and the student loans, uh, talk about that a little bit today. And so to start off, uh, I know Paul's uh, in the past has done the market update uh, try to do it at least monthly, and we're going to be doing a, a series of three podcasts a month uh, now. And so with this market update, and this is as of close of May 2nd, so that was as of Tuesday, and whenever we're talking about the market update, it's the overall market and market returns. <clears throat> so a lot of people just think about uh, the market as only the Dow Jones or the S&P 500, because if you think about it, that's really the only uh, indexes that you really see on TV, uh, along with the NASDAQ. Uh, and basically, the S&P 500, all that is, is just the 500 largest companies, and then the Dow Jones uh, is the top 30 companies. And then NASDAQ is just really some tech companies. But anyways, I'm going to start off here with the S&P 500. Uh, that's a great benchmark and index to compared to the large growth companies in the U.S. And as of May 2nd, close of May 2nd, that is up this year 6.8%. And then if you go down to the Russell 1000 value, and this is uh, index measuring the performance of large cap value companies, that is up 3.07%. And then... Uh, you go down and talk about Russell 2000 index. That is uh, for measuring small cap or micro uh, segments of the U.S. Uh, market, and that's 3.51%, um, about half of the large growth. And then the 2000 value, which is small cap value, that is at 0.05, just uh, barely a little bit uh, over uh, from negative uh, last time it was negative but now it's uh, creeping into the positive territory uh, today and so that's where we're at and that's the U.S. general market uh, as of the second and so last year um, S&P 500 uh, then the Russell 2000 index that was about double as good as the U.S. large growth and but the years before that 14 15, it was the best index, but that's why you want to just own everything, uh, uh, just because value and small last year did better than two times the S&P 500, and even value stocks did even better, and so that's when we're talking about the overall market, and then, of course, you want to own international, too, and that's been smoking lately, and I know the last couple of years has been down, but uh, now, uh, here at the start of this year, and even last year, it was really the winners, and uh, bringing up uh, the U.S. market. And again, that's why you want to own everything. You want to, as uh, 
we always say you want the umbrellas for the rainy days and then sunscreen for the sunny days. Uh, just similar price movement there. And so going to international, first we'll uh, talk about and look at the world market excluding the USA. So the world excluding the USA, and that's up 10.06% so far this year. And then we'll go down, we're talking about the Morgan Stanley Deposit Index, the MSCI, the EAFE, which stands for the Europe, Australia, and the Far East Index. And this is a good measurement of large, developed international companies, excluding the U.S. and Canada, and that is up 11.04% uh, as of May 2nd. And then we'll go over and look at the MSCI EAFE Value Index. So this is generally developed large value uh, companies, and that's up 9.27% uh, so far this year. And then if you go down and look at international developed small cap, that is up 13.83%. And then, of course, emerging markets, which was the winner last year, and of course we don't know what the winner will be uh, year to year, but that is now up 11.51%. So emerging um, market companies or uh, nations are nations like Brazil, Argentina, Mexico, uh, even China. Uh, that surprises some folks, but that's emerging markets. And so with uh, internationally, you have developed markets and emerging markets. And, of course, you still have the small cap and small value, large value uh, in there as well. So uh, right now, international is beaten. U.S. equities. Uh, so the last couple of years, U.S. equities has uh, been doing better. And of course, if you're actively managing, which we don't believe in, uh, those money managers, they're chasing the market. So they've been inflows into U.S. equities over the last couple of years. And then all of a sudden they uh, see international doing better and you see inflows going the opposite way. And again, we don't believe in chasing the market. You just own everything and uh, you just get what the market bears uh, for the year. Because uh, you never know who's what that winner is going to be, um, and changes happen lightning fast, uh, really, literally over day uh, and at night. And then the fixed income indexes, uh, as you know, that, that's been lagging here with a couple years, really since '08, whenever they've cut the federal interest rates down to zero, uh, really per se, and that's uh, Fed rate, which is what banks are borrowing at but now as you know they're starting to creep up um the fed is hear that pretty much every day about rate hikes and whether they're gonna hike it or not and as you know the last uh, couple months uh, or quarters they've been bumping up here just a, a little bit uh, each time so uh, that greatly affects the fixed income indexes so now as of may 2nd uh, that is at 0.58 percent uh, for the year and then uh, that was a city government bond index, one to five. And as you know, you really want to own small or not small, but short to intermediate uh, bonds. Nothing really above five years. Uh, there. And then you have the Bloomberg Barclays U.S. government slash credit bond index. And that is up 1.4% so far. So it's starting to creep up there, seeing a little bit of, uh, positive uh, movement, uh, but still lacking, and it has been lately just because of the federal uh, rates, and hopefully that turns around. Uh, 
But anyways, that's the quick market update there, just real quick. And then really what I wanted to talk about is student debt and the student loans that college students are coming out uh, of college with, they're graduate students. And it's really enormous these days. It's one of the biggest problems with uh, college students or uh, young adults just really starting to try to start their careers uh, out with this huge debt load, basically a mortgage payment for some that they're paying back. And uh, a lot of folks don't know the best way to go about that. And really that decision that you make in your uh, 20s uh, for most uh, folks, um, some if you start a little bit later, it could be a little bit later, but for most, really coming out of school, even graduate school, or getting your doctor's PhD, it's in your 20s. And this decision of how to pay it back could be the difference of hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, so it's really an important decision. And uh, again, what you choose here could definitely uh, affect w what you do in retirement, say retiring at 55 or 60 instead of, say, 65 or 70. Uh, so it's a great impact uh, for most uh, students coming out. And this decision, in, again, in your 20s, you're not really thinking long-term of how this is going to affect you in retirement. And so that's just what we wanted to try to open the eyes to. And a lot of folks ask us, what is the best way to pay that back? And so what I did is I actually created a presentation on our website. Uh, that is www.faicoach.com. Uh, for our clients, and uh, it's password protected. Uh, uh, but with that, created a presentation that just goes a little bit more in depth about the best way to pay back your student loans. So it's something that I went through, uh, uh, not personally, personally, but I was fortunate enough that my mom actually worked at Penn State and got that great discount of 75%. And although my fiance, which uh, here we're getting married, uh, next weekend, which is crazy that it's gone by so fast. Uh, so really excited about that, but uh, she came in, uh, needless to say, uh, not weighing us down too much, but she had a quite the student debt load coming out of college. And uh, this is something that we really had to tackle and make decisions on. And so I just wanted to uh, kind of share what we went through uh, with making that decision in that presentation that we have online now. And I just wanted to touch upon just a couple uh, quick, really, topic areas or uh, tips here. And then just go in more depth again if you want to. You can watch that presentation. It's uh, a keynote presentation uh, through PowerPoint, but just with audio attached to it. But basically, you have really three generic options coming out of uh, college with their debt load and for most folks now this is not all and everyone uh, but you have three options really you could take it out for 10 years and pay that back over a 10 year time span and most folks think that that's the best uh, way to go about just pay it off as soon as you can uh, with that and uh, we'll tackle that whether that is the, the best idea of uh, paying it back or we'll crunching numbers and then the other option is taking a 25-year loan paying. So some might not be fortunate enough that just the cash flow in your budget is not going to allow you to pay it off in 10 years. Uh, it's just not doable because, again, it's for some a mortgage payment, basically, you're paying back. So some will be forced to take a 25-year 
uh, payment just because it's a little lower and, and then you can actually uh, afford to be paying it back and not defaulting on uh, your student loans because that's the last thing you really want to do. Uh, so again, really you have a 10 year paying it back, you have a 25 year and of course you can always get it consolidated too as well uh, down the road and then you can uh, pay cash uh, for it. Really if you're lucky enough that you have a grandparent or parents that uh, planned well enough uh, for you to go to college then uh, lucky duck you, uh, kudos to you. Um, really, most people are uh, jealous uh, about that, so don't be touting that too much with <laughs> people out there with student debt. They might not uh, take too kindly to that. Uh, but, yeah, so it's a huge amount of student debt, again, that college students are coming out, most in their 20s. And, uh, again, this decision come retirement years could be a difference of hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, so in my fiance's situation, she could pay it off in 10 years, and it would be $1,200 a month. Uh, she had about $105,000 worth of student loans, and it would have been $1,200. Uh, and a lot of folks think, okay, I'm going to pay it off in 10 years, uh, that $1,200, and now I'm going to have that $1,200 open to save after that. And <clears throat> so pay it off, uh, pay as little interest as possible, and then I have this a uh, big amount of change that I can now start saving. Uh, but a lot of times uh, you just got to really think about what we dive into with this presentation is just the opp opportunity cost that you may be costing yourself. And then the time value of money, um, the time value of money in your 20s is huge. Any little bit of money saved goes a long, long ways um, in the retirement. Uh, so... Every 10 years that you wait, basically, really, you have to save double the amount of someone. So a 25-year-old, say, saving $100, a 35-year-old would have to save $200 to have the same bucket at the end, really. And again, if you wait until you're 45, then you're going to have to be saving $400 just to equal what someone started out saving $100 when they're 25. So it's a huge difference. Um, so then in Katie's... Uh, my fiance's uh, situation here, she could have a 25-year loan and pay it back for $700 a month. And then if you really wanted to, you could pay back the $1,200 if, if it's the same interest rate, and then it's going to equal out the same. So you could pay the $1,200, or you're only liable for $700 uh, with that. And you could, say, pay the $1,200, or you could invest the difference. Um, there's a lot of options you can have. You just have a little bit more liquidity also, you got to think about that emergency savings because any extra that you pay towards the loan, uh, you're not getting that back if you hit hard times uh, on there. But we'll crunch the numbers, uh, take in the effect the interest that you're going to be paying. So obviously with 25 years, you're going to be paying a lot more interest with that, uh, which is really what a lot of people get hung up on uh, with that. Uh, but we'll crunch the numbers, see. Uh, maybe the 10 years is better, maybe the 25 year is better, uh, and then also the option of paying cash. Uh, so if you would like to learn more about that, just feel free to reach out to us. Um, the, again, it's password protected for our clients. Um, any of our clients, uh, adult children, we've mentioned this multiple times, but it's a value add that we bring our clients that I'm actually uh, licensed, again, an a investment advisor representative, and I've been helping a lot of the adult children uh, that may not have our minimums or 
we also help them uh, avoid that plan fee uh, that we get started with. So we waive that in the minimums uh, for any of our clients' adult children uh, for that. So just a little value add. So never hesitate to reach out or if you have any of your children that you wanted to get us in, in touch with and get coached up or even grandchildren, uh, really, if you're at that stage in your life, don't hesitate. Have them reach out to us. And, and if they would like to uh, watch this presentation there again on our website in the client only section, uh, just let us know and we'll get you that password. Uh, and you can give that to them and they can watch that and hopefully they pick up a couple of nuggets. And again, it's a huge uh, difference that and they can make in their lives. Uh, difference between retiring at age 55 or 65 well, the difference of taking that vacation and have enough money to live abundantly. And as you know, we're all about abundance here. and Or that car that you want in retirement that you've been saving up for uh, your whole life. So someone making a lot less money, say someone making half the money of someone else, but they make these smart, prudent decisions along the way throughout their life. And they're just smart about saving them their money and making it a bill uh, Someone, again, with a lot less money could end up with more money than someone that's making twice as much as they are. So it, these are big decisions. They're even magnified whenever you're younger, and it can make a huge difference. But Again, if you want to learn more about that, just feel free to reach out to us. Uh, it's 814-867-5745. Uh, anytime from 9 to 5, someone will be here to uh, pick up and answer any of your questions you may have. And uh, we can give you that password, get that to you. Um, again, financial abundance uh, here, we're all about education, as you know, uh, getting you coached up. And we believe strongly that education leads to clarity, which will lead, and then clarity will lead to confidence. And only with confidence will you ever have peace of mind about your finances. And that's our ultimate goal here, is just peace of mind. But again, yeah, feel free to reach out. Uh, it's 814-867-5745. Hope you enjoyed this. Uh, maybe picked up a couple of nuggets, uh, started to get that brain churning a, a little bit uh, about some ideas. And if you're you're making the decision, usually out of college, you have six months after graduating, then you make the decision, which has a huge impact then for the rest of your life. Uh, so don't feel free to, to hesitate. Don't hesitate to reach out. Hope you have a wonderful day and take care. Thank you.